The doors of the bar are about to open. Today, Cam reviews the Joby Wavo Pro mic. I have a chat with Henry Marotta um, regarding the Wales and West show. Alice Cooper has a ding-dong with a photographer. And we also discuss when is it that you should probably quit photography. But before we go into that, Cam has a couple of things to say. <laughs> yes, I have, Mark. Thank you. Now, if you enjoy the show, please do make sure to support us by subscribing to our new YouTube channel. And you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, all of which will be linked in the show notes. Please also leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast apps, such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We really do rely on those. And with all of that said, let's head to the bar. Let's open it up. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Photography Bar podcast. I'm Mark and as usual I'm here with Cam. Cam, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Mark. And uh, enjoying, in, enjoying this, the, 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 the improvement in the weather, uh, yes. which is good. Although I am due to go on holiday uh, oh, tomorrow. But, uh, very nice. Where, where are you off to? <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to Jordan. So oh, uh, It's not a usual holiday destination. It's it's not, but it's one of the, the, the places, Petra, you know, I think one of the Oh, ancient, I'd love to go so, to Petra. One of the ancient seven wonders of the world. So yeah. I think it, 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 it's a great photography opportunity. I'm going to be spending a night or two nights, I think, in the desert. Nice. Um, so that sounds uh, awesome. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Yes, yeah, we so, want to see lots of pictures, and I dare say our listeners will want to see pictures as well. So exactly, and and you know what, the sun's out here, and it's got me into that holiday uh, mode, which it which yeah. is fantastic. So uh, it's all good, and I want to start with something as a positive, something good actually, because you know it's very it, particularly on social media these days, it's very easy to uh, uh, knock companies for bad service. People are very quick to write bad reviews, but they won't necessarily say something that's uh, that's positive. Yeah. You know, it's very easy yeah. to write. Uh, it's very easy to write a, a poor review, don't you think? Yes. No, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, you always see you're very quick to see a bad review. Very few because people seem to think, well, that's what they should do. So therefore, I'm not going to write a review. Yeah. But if something's slightly off, bad review and it's exactly. terrible. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So I wanted to give up. In fact, they're friends of ours, actually. It's the Gadget Bag and Paul in particular, yeah. um, you know, he's a, uh, he's a fan of the show and made really good contact with him. So I wanted to order a few things. And um, in fact, it was the friends at the Gadget Bag who we ran our recent competition with. And yeah. Some, you know, uh, 10 lucky winners who won £100 worth of uh, whatever gift, whatever products they wanted to order from the Gadget mm. Bag. So mm. that was that was really good. And we are going to be running some more competitions with some other people as well so in the future really looking forward to that but uh, i decided to order a uh, some uh, some batteries from uh, the gadget bag and they were the uh, batteries for the canon r6 and what's great about these batteries is that they've got the usb-c charger in the battery so you don't need a separate charging unit which is really good i really like that idea so you just need the cable plugs in usb on one end usb c on the other plugging into in into the um into the socket which is great so there's no separate charger which is brilliant so if anyone's thinking of getting any new batteries for their canon or nikons whatever it's not available for every model but i think it's really it, there's, there's a lot of options there that you've got is is look at these batteries from the gadget bag gadgetbag.co.uk but i just wanted to give a shout out really just today 
to the way they sent me the, the products because, and I think we've got a, a photographer's got a lot to learn from this because when they sent me the, the, the batteries, they came in, in a box, which is great. But when I opened it up, um, there were some little gift items in there, which I just oh, really? thought was, was, was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And um, I, I won't say what they were because I think the gadget bag do it periodically. And it was a lovely surprise. And they were really useful, a couple of really useful free gifts. Ah, cool. But it really impressed me because it was it was a certain level of service. The quality of service was just absolutely awesome. Just by doing that, there was a really good feel good factor. It made me feel good. Now, I've had that before from other companies as well. You know, when they drop maybe a little calendar in or something like that or a pen, any little thing like that is really good. So as photographers. I'm guessing really for the commercial photographers out there, you're probably very rarely now going to be giving a, a product, a physical product to customers, but you, you're more likely going to be sending digital files. Whereas wedding photographers are going to be giving preview books, are going to be giving wedding albums, they're going to be giving USBs. Well, you know, why not consider dropping a little gift in there, a pen maybe, it could be a branded pen, something in there that, or, or whatever you know that you think oh actually that's that's quite cool you know a tiny little bottle of perfume you know those little sample bottles that you get yeah. or something they could be really yeah. calm just think i've just thought of that off the top of my head and i think it's quite a cool idea actually i might start doing that for our customers um but anyway so i just wanted to give a shout out to the gadget bag uh, it's gadgetbag.co.uk and check them out guys for uh, for batteries or battery grips camera remotes they do led lighting um they do lens cleaning cloths say so we all love lens cleaning cloths don't we um um, oh, and yeah. they do uh, a number of other products as well. So, so do please do, yeah. check them out. So. Yeah, do check them out because it's um, it, they're, they're really good. And, you know, if you buy a lot of things from them, you might get a free gift. But we can't guarantee that. Exactly, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we have no um, control over that. But, exactly. Um, and I didn't say what it was either. So, no. You know, but other than that, it was really useful. Now, our friends, we, we love to do product reviews. And we're very fortunate that we have companies now that send us products. I mean, Canon being the biggest name, great. Yeah. Canon sending us products. Absolutely fantastic. But we've been um, sent a product here by Joby. And uh, mm. I know, Mark, it's not a product that you normally use, but I wanted to do a quick product review on this because I know a lot of people that shoot video may be interested in this. And I know that you've not really gone down the route of video. Uh, no, I've not, not done a lot of it. Um, I am very much a dedicated stills photographer, um, although I have done some video with you uh, yeah. here and there, haven't I? And I have done some for... Uh, my time punk stuff uh, was a couple of years ago now yeah. but no generally no i, I yeah. don't know much about video and um, but what, what is it you want to do review yeah so so basically it's 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 a micro it's a microphone a shotgun mic so um first of all a joby you, um what's you a shotgun probably, mic sorry what's sorry, a what's a shotgun uh, mic the shotgun shotgun mic is something that just sits on the top of your camera uh and so rather than using the internal microphones on the built-in microphones from your camera and using that audio this is a separate mic that sits on top on on your uh hot shoe and, okay. uh, it, and you've probably seen those uh, those microphones haven't you they've got like this yeah. big fluffy thing over the top you know and, yeah and, uh, and and this mic has the option of that just to cut out any wind noise but joby you probably know them for their gorilla pod 
uh, Radio Tripods. For, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do know and, those. Yeah. yeah, and and more so in recent recent years, they've started doing sort of some video uh, accessories because obviously, you know, with vlogging, it's a huge thing. More and more photographers are looking into video and doing that. So they've been doing mm. lights, microphones. Uh, they've been doing cases for smartphones, that type of thing. But they've got this Joby Wavo Pro mic out. Now, it, it's not it's not brand new. It's been out for a little while. It's been out for about a year or so, I think and um but they sent it to us wanted us to do a review so um i popped it on to the sony uh a7 camera and used it on that and it just it just connects onto the hot shoe and then just a little lead from that just connects directly into um the input of your camera okay okay so it's really easy to connect up and like all new things now it's got uh, the capability of connecting to your camera, uh, sorry, to your phone. So you can check all your settings and adjust them on your phone using the oh, Bluetooth, nice. which nice. is really, which is really good. Mm. So you can make tiny little adjustments to the audio just using your phone, which is, which is really cool. And how accurate is that? I mean, how much detail can you get into when it comes to changing the settings? Probably in far more detail than I actually need to. So once, <laughs> once yeah. I connected it to the phone, which took a few minutes to do, like any Bluetooth connection would, yeah. um, got it connected, pretty much almost just uh, just did a quick reading, you know, when, to keep it on simple terms, you know, when you record something and you have the green lights going, green LED lights going up and down, if it gets a little bit too loud, it hits the red. The equaliser. Equaliser, that's it, okay. Yeah. So I was just really using that as a guide. And then from there, I thought, okay, let's try and do it like this. Let's try and keep it simple. Uh, because what I or what I was sort of looking to do was, can I put this mic onto a camera and then attach it, screw it tight, and then just press on and I'm good to go without faffing around with things too much. Mm -hmm. And it seems like that that's what you can do with it. It seems like oh, I can sit it once because I've now sort of – I. I've used it several times now. I wanted to really try it out in different situations because I've had this mic now. We, you know, they sent it to us quite a few weeks ago, but I've been trying it in different situations. And what I found is that once I'd actually set it once, I've not needed to reset it again. Oh, and that's good. That's brilliant. So, so it remembers I, what you put in and the things that you want to do. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. Um, and so from that point of view, it's, you know, it's very, very easy to set up and use. It's solid um it it feels it's not plastic at all it feels like it's got some weight to it yeah but without having any weight that really where you think it's actually weighing heavier on your camera mm -hmm. it really doesn't it doesn't really feel feel that it it, it does do that at all um but which yeah. is good because the last thing you want if i know mirrorless cameras tend to be a bit lighter now but the lenses are still quite heavy aren't they you know you've got a decent bit of glass on there you know, aperture of 2.8 or even 1.8 in some respects, 77 mil aperture, or whatever, you know, on the on the filter range. Um, yeah. So you don't want to have that extra bit of weight. So that's that's good. But that's right. You yeah. don't want it to be a cheaply made thing either, I guess. Yeah. But the whole idea of this is that it improves the audio quality over your built in mic um, on your camera. Now, right. When you do video and I think more and more people are picking up on this the or the quality of the audio of your video is just as important as the actual visual aspect if you've got bad audio then it's really easy for the viewer just to turn off from mm. the actual video mm. okay but if you've got really good audio then it, it it lifts the whole video 
absolutely completely it changes it completely now using one of these mics it's still not as good as using what we call a lapel mic you know when you see news readers and uh, yeah. people on tv they've got this little mic clipped on their on their little collar or you know on their I've tie loved on the, their... yeah i always called yeah. it a tie mic i've i've yeah done a lot of recordings remember the old mini disc players mm, yeah you used to plug a tie mic into a mini disc player and record some guitar and it was so crisp it was yeah. so good yeah so we use the lapel mics a lot. We use them when we want to record someone's audio close up, especially if yeah. it's a, a speech or something like that. Which is or we've used it for our um, interviews when we've done the shows as well, haven't we? Exactly. The, mics. Yeah. And um, so those those mics are great. But this one here is if you want to, it's a shotgun mic where you can just, uh, just be moving around with the camera and picking up a good quality audio. It's not there to replace a lapel mic, but it picks up really good ambient audio. Oh, cool. And, and, I think what that does is it's a definite and it should be as well when you're spending sort of two, 250 pounds on it. It's a it's a real difference to the camera audio, the built in camera audio mm. as well. You, it, and it should be as well. And what I do like about it, it looks the part. It looks cool as well. It doesn't look too, <laughs> it doesn't look big. It doesn't look ugly. It looks quite mm. cool sitting on top of the camera. Quite sleek looking. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. And on the back of it is a little light that if it does get it, if the audio does get a little bit loud, it just peaks onto red. And I think, and it's so very easy to, to use. Um, hmm. When it back, does peak onto red, I mean, do, do you, because you, you mentioned you have the phone settings on there. I mean, can you reduce the input volume on it? Is, is that something you can do? You can do. However, what it does, it does auto adjust for you as well. So oh, okay. when it peaks to, unless you've got it ridiculously high, then it will auto adjust for you. Yeah. And I think that's one of the great things about it is, is that it's, you can almost just leave it, you know, mm. and um, it it sort of does everything for you because it's got so an active noise reduction, they call it ANR. Um, mm. Yeah. Officially it's called, active noise reduction and that what that does it helps to clean up the audio while recording and oh, wow and that particular feature reduces noise from vibration like if you're walking or camera movement and and it really does make an effect because i did some tests on the camera audio built-in camera audio and using this joby wavo pro mm. and it does make a difference and it's really good and then if you know what to do in post-production you can boost that sound even more remember this is just your base recording so if you know about audio engineering you can you can up that quality 100 percent from what you've actually got but remember mm. you the base level has got to, the base recording's always got to be good um, battery life. Now I've not tested this because I charged it and it seems to, it seems to go forever. Um, but when oh. I looked up the stats, it says it has up to 60 hours of battery life. Um, so it's, so what I was reading up about, it says that you'll be able to shoot for days before you're never going to need charge. that. You're never going to need that. No. So I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, so I think battery life is really good. And I think, as I said, about the LED lights on the back as well, they just a one little mm. light. It's not a row of lights, just one little light. And it lights up green when the audio is good. And 99% of the time it is. It's only if it's suddenly you go in and let's say you mm. might move into a room and a DJ's or somebody's speaking on a, on a speaker, you've got this yeah. music that's playing, then any, and it's going to test any sort of mic. So well, having said that with a battery power, if, if I don't know if you're taking it to Jordan with you, but if you're a few days in the desert, maybe you do need that light. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Power. I wasn't, but, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to. Um, no, Lawrence of but, Arabia. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, that'd be a good way to test it out. But I think I'm going to yeah. just be doing some photography there. Yeah, but, no, uh, fair enough, you know, fair enough. Uh, which is really good. But I think it's really good. I think the whole uh, the, the the product itself is really good. Uh, I'm going to use this product permanently. I think it's really good for capturing that sort of clear audio. It reduces 
that noise from walking, camera vibration, wind. It's got a wind sock that you can put on it as well. So if anyone out there is looking to sort of is get into video or you're already doing video and at the moment all you're using is the built-in camera audio, then have a serious think about this shotgun mic. It's small, it's easy to handle, it's not difficult to use, it's got sort of built in, the battery charge is really good. Um, and it's it, it seems to do the job without any real issues. Um, so the Joby Wavo Pro, it really... It, it's a thumbs up from you, yeah? It, it, without a doubt, a real thumbs up. So really happy with it. Well done, Excellent Joby. Stuff. Well done, stuff. well done. And, and actually, the, how, how much was the retail price on it, did you say? Oh, I think it's about, I think it's anything between 250 and £300 here in the okay. UK, something I mean, like that. Is that, is that expensive? Because, again, I don't know much about video mics. Is, is, is that an expensive microphone? Is it mid-range or is it? Uh, no, it, 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 it's not, but it's a really well, if, for a, really high quality product it's incredibly well priced but like anything okay. you can go and spend thousands on these products mm. um, you can spend a lot cheaper as well but the thing is is my my experience of using some of the cheaper products is it's no better than the built-in audio built-in mics that the yeah. cameras have but we're going to put some links out for this so if you do if you are interested in in, in looking this up and, and buying one of these for your camera um then um have a look at the links that uh, we'll put in with this show but uh mm. well done joby uh Yes, sounds sounds like a up. sounds like a good product. Um, if if I was buying, a, if I was a video guy, maybe I'd be going looking into it as well. Great stuff. How long have you been in the photography industry? I know this Whoa. is a running. I know this is a running joke with me having been. Well, it is. So I many mean, years. But how about yourself? Roughly, I mean, how, how many years do you say now, Cam? It's it's over thirty. I mean, I'm we, we looking at forty now. Do you know it's probably not far off? I always just say <laughs> I've been in the industry for about thirty years, but it's it's probably yeah. I mean it's it's getting there. It's getting. I there. remember I remember when I was um, first starting, and it was me and a and a, and a colleague were, were were starting up together, and we like okay. So we both worked for venture for a, for for a few years, and we were like okay. Well, we need to put how how many years? So collectively, we had about 15 years of experience but each of us had half of that basically but i looked i felt about it the other day you know i my first wedding was in 2003 so i am like 20 years of experience just me now um man i'm getting old it's surprising <laughs> how quickly that time goes but carving out a career in i was going to say in the photography industry in in any of the arts industries is supposed to be the hardest because a lot of people want to go independent, you know, they, that's what they want to do. Now, we talk a lot about how do you get into photography? How how can you make a successful business? What do you do to, to go into the photography business and still be there two years later, five years later, 20 years later? Because you remember a, a few episodes ago, we said, was it uh, was it 80% or 90% of photography businesses that start up fail in the first, what was it? Something like that. I can't remember the stats exactly. Three years or year or something like that. But it was, it was staggering, really. Mm. But and if you go online, you hear a lot about, you know, um, I suppose tutorials, shall we say, of how to run a business, how to be a successful photographer. This is what you should be doing. Mm. And, and very much about that. However, how do you quit photography, Mark? <laughs> Okay. How well, it's you... knowing when to quit. I think, I mean, mm. this basically came up because I read um, an article on F-stoppers. I mean, we're always reading articles, aren't we? Because this mm. is the sort of industry we're in and, and it's interesting articles to, to read. Um, I think I read this um, when I was, I, I went to Berlin to do some, 
to do some photography, as, as you know, Cam. And uh, I think I was reading this in the uh, in the airport. Um, and you know, it, it's one of those things about is when when do you when when is it time? Is it time for you to quit photography? Do you, signs to look out for? You know, is this not going anywhere? And it's not just about your business, but they were talking about personally as well, because photography is very much a sacrifice in a lot of ways, I find. You know, I mean, I this is, you know, um, this this will be coming out a few days after we're recording. It's, it's we're currently recording today is, a, is Bank Holiday Monday. I've shot two weddings over the bank holiday. There has been no bank holiday for me, really, this, mm. this weekend. Um, and but that's that's the way it goes um, for the type of photography that that me and you Cam are, are, are mm. involved with, um, and that does put you know that's that's a burden on a lot of things. Um, you know, I am married; I don't have any children. Um, but you know, if if you are away, most bank holidays, and you have children and all that kind of stuff, there there is that burden, you know, mm. and that's something that. I guess you have to be, you have to know. Um, it's also something that your your partner has to know. And it also, there has to be a way of, you know, like I said, I don't have children, so I don't know. But if you are away on certain things, you have to make that time up with your children, I guess. I mean, Cam, you probably have more experience in, in that area than I do, especially when you were starting out with, with you know, with Jordan, of course. Yeah, I, the thing is, is that you never know these things until years later when you sort of look back and think, oh, yeah, that's the situation I was in. Hindsight's I, wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, I would I would never go back and change what I've done. OK, I've loved mm. I've loved it all. OK, there's been it's difficult to say I've loved every minute because the the, the thing is, is you have your 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 pressure running your own business. It's a, it's a, it's a constant worry. OK. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's bloody hard work. Okay, we know that we work yeah. long hours. You know, and we've uh, said that multiple times as well. To be yeah. fair, and and yeah, and the weddings they take up a lot of time, and then you've got your commercial clients who then have different mm. deadlines and different type of pressure on that. Mm. You've got that. Mm. Um, you know, we're now involved in a, a lot in graduation photographies mm. on a big scale. Now that also you know it takes a lot of planning as well i mean each event we do it takes months of planning to get to the point of the actual shoot and then you've got post shoot now all yeah. of this takes up a lot of your time and if you're looking for a work-life balance and then in the first place maybe photography is not the industry to go into because you've because you can't work nine to five you, you need to be you need to be on call pretty much all the time and now I, yeah. I, when, when you've done that for a few years, it becomes the norm. And yes, mm. that is very difficult if you've got family and if you've got children, because mm. I know for a fact that with my son, there was a lot of things that when he was growing up, I didn't get to go to particularly at weekends. However, mm. my wife was always there. Mm. Now, that meant that either she was there or we were both there. But it always meant that the job that I was actually doing at least allowed one of his parents to always be there. Okay. But that was still a sacrifice for you, though, wasn't it? it? It was. That's right. Yeah. And like any parent, you're trying to give the best to your children. And and I was having to work and work those hours where I did miss out on things. Mm. But also at the same time, I, I was there for also a lot of things as well, yeah, because I'm my sure. job allowed me to do that. It allowed mm. that flexibility. So I'm not going to 
say, oh, I missed out on everything. I didn't at all. I probably experienced a lot more than a lot of parents that probably work nine to five because I was able to maybe mm. go and see something at school that you had on in the mornings or stay yeah. after school and go and pick him up from school. And it's the weekend him. thing, really, isn't it? Was it? A, it's the it weekend week- thing. It was a weekend thing. That's right. Yeah. Maybe missing out on things like swimming lessons, but then I would take mm. him as well. I remember all of those things. So I would say that I, I did have a really good balance with it, but there were times when it was sort of maybe I missed out on some family events, things like that. But mm. now I've now got to the point having done it for so many years that I've now can afford to fortunately maybe cut down on the amount of work that I'm doing all weekends, I can now pick and choose what weekends that I want to work on. Um, you know, the amount of hours that I want to do, I can do that to a certain extent. And so, but I, to be able to have done that, I put in the hard work over the years to have got to this point for somebody who's coming into the industry, you, you, you're not really going to have the luxury of being able to do that, but I've been mm. through that, that whole period. And, and I'm getting now to that point where, I'm not talking about quitting here, but mm. I'm now cutting down on the amount of sort of uh, on on the days and the hours maybe that I'm doing. I'm still doing mm. lots of days and lots of hours and I'm there for every client and I will always meet deadlines, whatever it is. Mm. But I can I can now set my schedule a little bit more the way that I want to be able to do that. Well, I guess you also have a team of people around you as well, which helps. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. And and you're a big part of that, Mark, you know, and that mm. helps to do that. But I, I, as I said, I've moved my business to be able to actually do that. Yeah. But then as for other photographers, when do you come to that point of quitting? Because when they say quitting, because. Well, we're could, not talking it, about retiring here, are we? We're talking no. about, I mean, uh, so, so this was, this was, um, this, this was something I just wanted to read out. So I am going to be reading this guys. Mm. This is from the article that I saw on S stoppers, which I thought was, particularly because photography is quite a selfish endeavor as far as you know it's like being a rock star or in some respects is it's it's you have to be driven to be a success into it no matter what level whatever you think success is whether it's your the best fashion photographer in the world or whether you're just a successful weather photographer for me there's no difference there is a success level there and if you're aiming for that certain success level there, there is goals, there's targets, and, and it's quite a, almost like a selfish drive to get there, right? But but this is this is the thing that, um, which, 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 which really kind of, why I wanted to talk about it, really. So this, this, this is the passage I want to read. So it starts with, speaking of burden, I want to highlight the importance of your art not being a burden to the people closest to you. I am fortunate enough to be relatively young and yet not have a partner or children. However, it is almost painful to see people burdening their whole families and taking from them taking from them to pursue a rather selfish purpose of achieving their individual goals. If photography directly burdens your family and relatives, especially financially, I suggest putting it off for a while. Um, and I think that's that's quite a thing, isn't it? You know, if you because you have people, if if you are making money from it then that's one thing. But right at the beginning, if you're just starting out and and, you, and after maybe five years, you're not making money from it, that's probably a time to think, well, maybe I need to think about something else. I mean, what, what, what do you think? Yeah, very true. And the thing is, is that 
you were talking about drive and, and you do need that drive and that determination to do it. But, mm. but yes, there comes a point, doesn't there, when you maybe think, oh, actually, is this working out or is it not yeah. working out? And do I yeah. drive forward with this or do I fall back? I think one of the things that people can do here in this situation is you're not, you don't always have to do everything yourself. I think a lot of people mm. think I want to set up my own business. And regardless mm. of that, they're going to set up their own business. They try and then it doesn't work out for the reasons that you've said with that pressure and everything. Whereas the thing is, is you can still work in photography, but maybe go in a different direction, take your photography mm. to a different direction and still be involved in photography in, in some capacity. Yeah. And then you can then come back to where you want to, because there's a lot of different careers, you know, this, this police photography, this medical photography, mm. of course, Sarah, who was, Sarah, sort of, yeah. you know, who was, uh, uh, you know, presenting with us, a guest presenter for a few weeks uh, as a photographer, who was a school's photographer and a graduation photographer um, decided to take a full-time job in medical photography. Mm. And so she's gone into that direction. That's going to lead to whatever route, route that she decides to go down. Um, and, you know, so it's worth looking at all the different careers because pe people forget that there are other jobs within photography. It's not all about being self-employed. It's not that, all about that, having your own business. True. It's not all about sort of, you know, John Smith photography. You mm. know, um, there are so many different options out there and those options are worth exploring. I think so it's, it's I think it's very much worth just reflecting on the certain things, you know, like, like I just said about about burden on your close ones i think there's another one this which this article was saying you know can you handle the pressure so if you can't handle the pressure of wedding photography there is that really intense bit isn't there in in a wedding day for the photographer mm. which is directly after the ceremony before they sit down to eat where you've got to get all the group shots and you've got to get the romantics that is the intense part but for a wedding photographer yeah and that is the bit you've got to be on it. You've got to be on it and you've got to be directed. You've almost got, you've got to be bossy basically yeah. politely, but you still got to be bossy. You've, you can't allow uncle Jeff to go to the, the bar. Mm. No, uncle Jeff, you've got to stay here. Cause I'm going to need you in five minutes. So yeah. you need to stay right here and you've got to, you've got to be firm, but polite. But if you can't do that, you know, yeah. that you can't do it. Um, I don't think I could sit in a um, in a hideout trying to photograph a bird of paradise for 20 hours. You know, <laughs> I, I don't think I could stay there for that long. Mm. I, I just have to go and do something. I, I mm. don't think I could do that. Um, and some people wouldn't be able to do this. This, this, yeah, this right. part of wedding photography. Yeah, but it's, it's about reflecting on yourself, isn't it? I guess it is. And what you said about wedding photography is exactly right. And And further to that. What if you've done that on one day and you've been under a lot of pressure and it's a Friday, you've now got a wedding on a Saturday and you've got a wedding on a Sunday as well. Mm. And it's bank holiday weekend. You've got a bank wedding on the bank holiday week weekend. That's four weddings in a row. Okay. Yeah. We've been there. We've yeah. done that. Okay. And I'm, and, and I'm, I'm not going to do that again, me personally, because I've done that so many times over the years I've been there and I've done that. And, and that's hard because, you know, as I've always said that when it comes to wedding photography, it doesn't matter how many weddings you're doing every single couple needs to make they need to feel that that's the their wedding is the only wedding only that, 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 that you're shooting okay mm. it's the only one that you've got on your mind and you have to be back again and some weddings you're going to find easy and some you're going to find difficult so and those are it's in those instances where you sort of think actually can i do this can i do this long term mm. am i going to you know you know and if i if i do then i've got to make that commitment to do it and 
I've got to get that work and I've got, and, mm. and that I've, first of all, I've got to find the work. I've got to get the bookings and I've got to do the work. And then you've got to do your editing and you've got everything else. And before that, your next wedding comes and then your next wedding comes after that. And suddenly it's mounting on you. You've had no time at weekends. You're, you're, you're editing uh, in the evenings, you know, your, your, your time away from your partner, your time away from family events. And so you've got to try and find a balance of how you can make that work mm. and, and do all of that. Mm. I, I, because you will crush under that weight. Yeah. And if you're starting out as well, I mean, we, we, talking a lot about wedding photography here because that's what we know quite a lot of i mean we do other stuff as well but wedding photography i think is the thing we know very well mm. um, family photography as well family photography right yeah. you know you, you've got to work in the hours when people aren't working so you know i work until eight maybe nine o'clock in an evening during the week uh because that's when people aren't working so that's when they come in and it's difficult if you have a two-year-old in at six o'clock in the evening it is difficult <laughs> you'd rather that two-year-old came in in the morning when they're, they're they're you know in a better mood uh and again saturdays and sundays it's always been you know if bank holidays that's when people are off that's when people come in and have their family photography session so it's exactly the same sort of thing mm -hmm. But also, you know, just going back to maybe fashion and, uh, and other types of photography, um, you know, the, the, because it's such a sought after photography genre to be involved in, you know, uh, again, this, this, this uh, article, it does say, you know, photography is fantastic. But when you're a beginner, you know, it is an industry that treats beginners not very well, you know, um, Hmm. it's notorious for treating beginners like garbage is what this uh report says and i've been there <laughs> and i've been there yeah we've all been there and you know it, it's like anything journalism i guess has a similar sort of thing you know if you are an intern and you're starting you are making the teas you're not you know what i mean hmm. um but it's um it's it's hard and, and you do have to get through it but if if you feel in three years or four years you haven't made any progress quitting is you know, they always say about quitting is a bad word. It's not. Knowing that you cannot go further with something is better than making that decision and quitting and then doing something else, whatever mm. it is, is far better than doing something that you're not. It, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it, right. It, yeah. Quitting is always given this negative thing. It's, it's not quitting. It's making a decision for your life. It's making a decision that will affect your life in a positive way. And if that means quitting one thing and starting something else, that's not a problem. If you continually do that for the whole life, then then maybe. But you've got to make these decisions. And then if you know something's working, you stick to it. And That's right, yeah. And, and, and that could be different genres of photography, or that could be quitting photography itself. I've, I've been there. I've felt about quitting before. Um, I don't know if that's something that you've ever considered. But... Um, you know yeah I've, I've i've had my ups and downs and that's yeah. when work's maybe not coming in or i'm concerned about the amount of work and that's that's pressure you know when, mm. when when you're worried and um uh, about the work that's coming in and then suddenly you find that you've got too much work and you can't cope and yeah. you've got you and you've got to get through it regardless you have to get through mm. it so it does take a certain amount of uh it takes a huge amount of individual sort of things but you've also got to have that support from your partner as well and if yeah. you if you don't have uh um i was gonna say if you don't have a supportive partner that's probably the wrong way to it's, put it because it's unfair on the partner yeah if 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 you can't have a an under if you and your partner can't come to an agreement that it's this is not working out for the 
the different mm. reasons that it's affecting your relationship and your life as such, then you do have to, you, it is the right thing. As you said, you have to identify that and say, yeah. okay, look, maybe this is, maybe I need to change direction yeah. because there are other things in life, you know, um, that, I have to also prioritize as well. Yeah. But in this day and age, we have to prioritize earnings. We have to, you know, money does, it does, but you have to survive. Money, money you does know. talk. You, you know, know you, you, hate, can... you, you hate saying that and you say, well, you, yeah. you, you, your, your relationship is more important than anything else. Well, of course it is, but actually everything's just as important as everything else. Everything is, is there, your family, you, you know, you need your work to support your family. You can't just say, well, I'm not going to do my work because I'm going to support my family. One goes in one, it goes hand in hand with the other. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, and, and then, and then sort of, you know, we talk about, you know, that, how it affects your health and how it affects your family mm. and enjoying. We've sort of touched on that as well. And then do you get to that point of making that business decision of yes. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to call it a day. Um, but where does that other pressure come from? We've spoken about the pressure where it comes from, um, where, where, you know, where it comes from uh, maybe family things and deadlines and the amount of work that you're actually doing. But then what about the pressure from uh, that you get from other photographers? And what I mean mm. by that is really is the Internet and yeah. where there is this constant comparison and competition of all photographers looking at all other photographers and seeing what everyone else is doing <laughs> and looking at somebody, yeah. somebody else somebody else's instagram page and thinking wow they're putting a lot of posts they must be busy mm. you know mark you know say with weddings i try to make a, a conscious effort that i'm definitely going to be doing an instagram post from every single wedding that we do just to say mm. hey look we're here blah, blah blah and all of that I'm, i've not done it i don't think for the last three weddings i forgot at the weekend's yeah. wedding to do it completely you're busy right <laughs> you know and then uh, i haven't done any today i'd shot a wedding today i've not i've done nothing exactly right and and it's too late that moment's gone but i've got to yeah. put other stuff up on and then you see other photographers who are constantly posting it wow they've got another wedding they've got another oh they're busy god they're doing another shoot they're doing a shoot here they're doing a shoot mm. there well, they may or may not actually be really as busy as you think. And that, but the, needless to say, that puts you under pressure. Before there was a pressure of ranking at, on, on page one of Google, wasn't there? Now I think that pressure's changed because it's gone to social media. Mm. So that also puts, and I don't care what anyone says, social media puts on a huge amount of pressure on us as photographers because yeah. there is a constant comparison with what others are doing. And if anyone says that's, not right that no, that is it, definitely it, the case yeah and and i think it's also you've got to be careful about yourself again it's something else this article on uh on stop has said i'm just gonna just point out who it was i just want to uh read out who it was it was by uh, lilia ochar ovcha i'm not sure if i pronounced that right so apologize um but something else that they they did say is about you know if you become that guy who's constantly criticizing a photographer's work you know um if, if you're sort of like getting to that really snipey it's, it's there's a joke i've said i've said it many times um i'm sorry if you've heard it before but for the ordinary listeners there is a joke that i i i heard and it's how many photographers does it take to change a light bulb and it's three it could be three or it could be a million right and we'll go with three one to actually do it the other two to say how they've done the same thing but better and that is that is something that is just riddled throughout the photography industry there's a lot of people who will say look at your photo and criticize it you know oh they would have done it like this and they would have done it like that but would they because they weren't there in that moment so 
um you know it's, it's very difficult with that uh, i think we mentioned it with the um the, the pictures of the coronation didn't we that that the photographer was 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 getting some but i was like well no he's there and, and you're not so shut up basically but <laughs> if, if you're becoming that guy mm. you're or, or, or lady or whatever you're becoming that person then that's probably another time because if you're spending too much time criticizing other people's work then there's you're kind of neglecting your own work in my opinion and um, I, mark I, i'm going to be honest i'll put my hands up and say i've been guilty of that i've done yeah. that and i've done it without realizing it yeah i've done it without not wanting to but you get caught up when you're looking at social media and you're looking at stuff mm. and then you start to think well why are these other companies or why are these other photographers ranking higher than than i am say maybe yeah. on google or something what are they doing that i'm not doing and i'm doing it all wrong and something's not right and everything you know, but that that's self critic That's self. That's being self critical, though, and I don't think mm. that's a bad thing. Mm. Uh, what I'm talking about is just going on the comments and saying, "Oh yeah, this picture's rubbish because of X, Y, and Z," or "Oh yeah, he, he's not that good, really." You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, I know ranking gets a lot of. Um, you speak to photographers about ranking. Oh yeah, well, you know, he just turns up and presses the button, doesn't he? Blah 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 blah. But what you don't see is all the prep that ranking does. You know, he can't be that higher end photographer if he's rubbish. He just can't be. <laughs> you know, um, so don't be that person. I guess is, mm. is is what I would say because actually concentrate on your own work. Yes, what you were saying, Cam, about how are they ahead of you on Google and stuff? That's marketing and and analytics and all that kind of stuff, which you do need to look at. Mm. Um, but when it comes to the work, you know, yeah, if you don't like the picture, fine, but you know other people like it and there's a reason why a photographer is successful because he or she is good mm. so concentrate on your own work and stop being the cr- criticism guy and if you can't right, stop yeah. doing that yeah that's another time to quit i guess yeah but you see that but that's what it does that's what social media does that it adds that mm. extra pressure on doesn't it and you said about yeah. marketing yeah you know we need to be experts experts in marketing we need to be ex- experts in accounts we need to be experts in, in in so many different things we we you know we have to put ourselves out there so when is the time to quit well we're all going to have a, there's no answer to that you mm. know no definitive answer but the thing is we're all going to have our ups and downs and we have to see when it really affects us as individuals, when it affects our families, when it affects our health. And then you have to stop and think, actually, maybe I don't need to quit, but I need to maybe change direction a little bit. Mm. And if you feel like that, as you said, it's identifying that and it's nothing, it's not a failing. No. It's saying, okay, well, look, I still, you know, I love photography. And maybe I'm going to do something else, but within the photography industry. Mm. And that will keep me within that industry because it will, it will introduce me to new people or something else. And then I'll jump back into my own work at some point in the future. Maybe I'll take a nine to five job if I can find one, um, you know, and yes. Yeah you know, that, that where I am shooting all day and I'm not getting involved in, in, in the things that, that are taking up my time, I'm not getting involved in social media. I'm not getting involved in accounts. I'm not getting involved in marketing. I mm. am actually working as a photographer. And at the end of the day, I finish, but all of the actual headache of, of running a business is actually down to someone else. So yeah. Yeah. Just don't start a podcast. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. <I'll talk> about, <laughs> yeah, putting yourselves under pressure. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's been a really good topic to chat this Mark, because, you know, as I said, we're all really we hear about constantly is, you know, so you want to work for yourself or you want to be a photographer, you yeah. need to do this, then do this and do this and do this, but they don't, but actually, you know, this is really refreshing because no one actually says to you, actually, are you okay? 
And yeah. when is the time to pull out? And when is the time to do this? You know, and, yeah. and when should I think about quitting? But uh, all things that are always good to discuss, though. So yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think the the main thing is is only there's, there's only a certain amount of space for certain type of people. You know, certain certain amount of people in different jobs. I mean, think about footballers. You know, the amount of footballers that actually make it to the Premier mm. League or, or in never mind national teams, but mm. you know, the amount of players that just never make it is just ridiculous and mm. you know but you could be a coach you could be a manager you could be a pundit you could be you know doesn't mean you have to leave that area completely so it's not like i'm saying it's not a failure if you feel like x isn't working try y and 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 work it out and have that positive reflection on yourself good stuff now mark you're a photographer okay I am. there you are and you've been asked to do a shoot, okay, for, okay. Uh, you know, uh, an A-list celebrity, a rock star, okay. Okay. And, uh, Anyone rock- in particular? <laughs> right. Okay. But what are the pitfalls? What can happen if you're on stage? Okay, there you are taking photos. You could trip. You, you could, could fall. Yeah. You could, you know, the, the guitar player could turn around and knock you over. You mm-hmm. know, um, you know, there's all the cables everywhere and all of that that's, that's going on, whatever. You might have a problem with your ears and and, and your ears might start, you know, you get that is yeah. it tinnitus or tinnitus. Tinnitus, or which I have because whatever. of this. Exactly you might this. be affected by bright lights. Okay. Yeah. They're all part of the whole health and safety thing, aren't they? About your risk assessment. I think the one thing I'd worry about is getting in the way getting in the way getting in the way yeah now something we've seen on social media did it happen or did it not happen did a photographer get stabbed on stage by alice cooper (laughs) (laughs) you tell me what you think mark Uh, well the thing is um alice cooper i mean he is a legend in so many ways but yeah there's this footage that we've seen and we'll put it on our Facebook page and stuff because it is on Facebook and I saw it. So we need to link it. Um, and it's a, it's a uh, so it's during an Alice Cooper gig in the middle of a song. Photographer's up there, official photographer. Um, he's got all the gear, you know, it, it's, it's not a, a random hunter or anything. It, it is a, a professional. And he's up there, he's taking pictures and it looks like they have a bit of a, he has a bit, little bit of a row with Alice Cooper. He shouldn't be there. And Alice Cooper stabs him. <laughs> with a with a with a sort of mic sword thing um we'll just let you digest that alice cooper stabs the photographer no but he doesn't really anyone who knows anything about alice cooper knows that he does a lot of theatrical stuff um a lot of sort of magic tricks doesn't he i mean he bet you know i think he beheads himself and, and all these sorts of things and it's all you know it's it's paul daniels basically and that and that's what this is he doesn't really stab the photographer but i did like it <laughs> now, now mark i've not told you this but i've witnessed this firsthand i have oh. been on i've been on stage shooting alice cooper and Are i can't know what year it was yet yeah, the reading festival Many years ago. All right. <laughs> right. Um, and yep, yeah, uh, I did. And um, uh, the mission were headlining on the Friday. And yeah. I remember I got there. And as we arrived, the four were on stage. I think there was Zodiac Mind Warp and the reaction, whatever they call it. So anyway, Zodiac Mind Warp. Uh, there was Alice Cooper. And I can't remember who was. Alice Cooper was headlining on the Saturday night. Mission on yeah. the Friday night. And, and you know what? I can't remember who was headlining on the sunday night at reading and okay. met alice cooper as well because we were 
we were backstage as well yeah. and the guy that i was with he was he was a music journalist in fact he still is and mm. um and so i went with uh i went with him and we had the passes through him and he interviewed alice cooper i had a photo taken uh, uh with him as well yeah. and i was right there on stage with the actually got on stage with him as well and i did there were two acts i managed to do that for and i was alice cooper and the mission and all of the others i had to be in the pit yeah and i remember being in the pit because i got showered several times okay <laughs> by things that they were put in by liquid that would be into plastic bottles and being hurled over us you don't want to know what's in those plastic bottles you Cam. don't want to know what's in those plastic bottles <laughs> yeah. So I was saving that because I knew we were doing this story and I was saving that to tell you on the podcast. Ah, experience I wonder why you're so excited about this one. That's right. There were two photographers that were allowed to do it and, and mm. we and we both had one song each to be able to do it and I did the second song in the set and the other photographer did the third song in the set and then we had to go back down to the pit. What was the song? Uh, and that was, uh, I can't remember what the song was. Oh. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Because actually I, I was never really into Alice Cooper. I love my rock. That's what I'm into. Yeah, yeah. But I was never really into Alice Cooper. Um, uh, but then I did see him again just to actually when I went to see, he was, uh, it was at Wembley Arena. It's going back several years later. As a friend of yeah. mine was a big fan, and he wanted to go, and he had tickets. So I went there, and uh, but he definitely does the whole stage act, and it is all theatrical. It is all yeah. about you know. Uh, well, I mean, we know Ozzy Osbourne. I mean, did he really bite? Did he really um bite? A yeah, no, off? no, he actually did that. <laughs> he did actually do that <laughs> because he that he thought it was a fake bat. Oh, oh, really? Is that what the yeah, story was? Yeah, he didn't realise it was a real one. Because he definitely did the dove thing, didn't he, in the he, music? He definitely yes. did that. And yeah. I think he definitely did the bat thing because he thought it was a fake bat. He thought it was just some rubber bat. And then he... Yeah. And, <laughs> and so he did it for real, but uh, yeah. Alice Cooper has things like chains and and uh, like a gallows pole and yeah. all of that. He has all of that, doesn't he? And uh, so it is very... It is all very theatrical and all of that now. And, uh, um, but yeah, so do watch this video. We'll put a link out. We it's must. all in the name of entertainment, yeah. you know, but yeah. on a serious note, photographers, we know it now more than ever. Risk assessments, method statements, insurance certificates. It's risk assessment getting stabbed by Alice Cooper. Yeah. Is that part of it? <laughs> right, yeah. So if you are going to become a photographer, learn actually in all seriousness, learn how to do a risk assessment, a method statement, and make sure you've got your insurance in place. Yeah, because you might, you might be in A&E. <laughs> you, you, you might need it. So Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. So. Now, me and Cam on the 16th of June are going to visit the Wales and West Photography Show. We've not been there before. It is a relatively new show, but I spoke to Harry Marotra, who is the event organiser, stroke manager. And he's the one who's basically organising the whole thing um, just to see what's, you know, what we would expect, um, what's going on there. And um, yeah, just to see how it's all going, basically. So um, here's, here's um, how it went down um, when I spoke to Harry. Well, hello, Harry. How are you doing? You OK? Mark, how are we doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, all good, all good. Um, so, um, it's not long now until the show. Um, no, it's creeping it's, up very, very quick. Yes, absolutely. And uh, me and Cam are both looking forward to coming. We're coming on the, the Friday, the 16th, um, just to check it Amazing. all out and, and have a chat with people. Um, so, yes, um, I, I am with, uh, with Harry here, and um, he is the event organiser and manager for the Wales and West Photography Show. Um, so first off, how's it going? Is it a bit hectic for you at the moment? 
Life is pretty hectic at the moment. Um, you know, juggling juggling all the aspects to make sure that the show is as smooth running and um, and as impressive as to make to make it so impressive. You know, to to our audience. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, how long has the show been going? I mean, what, what what's the history of the show? Because this this will be my first time coming um, to to it, and I think it will be Cam's first time as well. Um, and it's and it's. Well, it's Camera Centre UK that are running it, isn't it? Um, and Correct, I just wondered, yeah. yeah. yeah what, what the brief history of the show, how long you've been doing this for, and what made you decide to run a show as well as a, a big camera company as well? <laughs> okay, so uh, we started this back um, in July 2022. Um, we were actually going to run it two years before that, uh, but unfortunately COVID hit um, mm -hmm. and stopped all major events, yeah. um, and especially with large audiences. Uh, so in order to ensure public safety, we postponed the event and restrictions then happened again and we postponed it again. So yeah. 2022 was the first year that we ran it um, and it was amazing. Um, we couldn't have asked for a, a better show. Um, uh, it, it was uh, everything that we wanted it to be and more. Um, a great location being at the ICC Wales uh, in Newport. Um, and, you know, we've we've kind of gone bigger and better again now for 2023, um, which is 15th to 17th of June. A um, couple of weeks yeah. time now. Yeah, not, not long. <laughs> <laughs> Juggling it all. Woo. <laughs> yeah. And so... Um, Let's, let's go straight. So who, who are the big speakers? Who, who's, who's coming along uh, to okay, speak? What, what, so, can people, uh, um, what can people see? We, so we have, and I'll list them off in order. We yeah. have um, Spam Nash, who is a master of light um, oh, yes. for Rotolite. We've got James Matthews, who is a Sony imaging ambassador. Uh, we have Stuart Lee Fairbank, who is a video creator um, who... Uh, uh, runs his own company called Rain Video. Uh, we have mm -hmm. Bill Ward, who is making an appearance again. He made an appearance last year um, yeah. and gave a, a, an excellent talk. Um, he is a Pentax ambassador, but also a, a famous actor, I think, from Corrie, if I remember rightly. I'm um, not up on my Corrie, I'm afraid. So. <laughs> <laughs> nor am I. Um, but a, a, an amazing photographer, though, nonetheless. Um, and then on the Friday, we have uh, Geraint Radford, who is a OM system. Um, he made an appearance last year and gave an incredible talk on macro photography. We oh, just couldn't cool. get enough seats for his uh, for his talk on macro. Oh so, wow! Uh, we've we've invited him back uh, to be able to give uh, a, a fresh audience um, yeah. uh, the opportunity. We then have uh, Lucia Grigai, who is a Canon ambassador. Um, and she's like a wildlife photographer. Some of her stuff is absolutely, incre uh, absolutely incredible. Um, I believe she's done some stuff with Nat Geo and stuff like that. So ah, really remote, okay. really remote locations. Yeah. Um, so very, very challenging. Um, Glyn Jewis, um, he is coming down with Permajet um, and he's going to be talking about printing. Um, okay. Keith Bernstein, who is a, a TV and film uh film set photographer oh that'll he's be interesting in, he's coming with sony i believe he did all the imagery uh for the crown um ah. recently on netflix uh so his work is I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing his work um and listening to his talk um emily endine uh emily came down last year as well she she represents fuji uh she's an ambassador uh she's a landscape and seascape photographer uh, incredible work again. Uh, her underwater stuff and her water stuff is quite impressive. 
we we also have a round table at the end of the Friday, um, which is uh, brought to us by Format High Tech. Um, and I will list the names, which is Dibs McCallum, uh, Courtney Victoria, Josh Cameron, Lewis Adams, um, Micro Four Nerds, um, and Trio Stories. Um, so it's going to be a nice little round table with an open discussion Q and A at the end, about fifteen minutes long. Um, but these guys, you know, you know, have a have a an open talk about photography, um, and you know, the audience are welcome to interact with that. That would um, be an interesting one to go and see, actually. Yeah, that, yeah, that, I think that'd be cool it, it, it to could, do. It could open up Pandora's box in terms of photography, where people, you know, are a little bit unsure, but can ask mm. some of the professionals and, and you know how it is that they can achieve some of the stuff they want to create. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good when things become a discussion, I think, because then it's not been sometimes you, you go to talks. I'm sure the talks are, are amazing. But if you can interact and it's more of a discussion, I actually find there's these little pearls of wisdom you can find in those in those discussions that can that can change how you do something. Um, even if it's just a small thing. So, yeah, that, that's a really interesting concept. I like that. You know, we want to be able to offer any sort of Q and A with uh, any of the speakers and 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 talkers. Oh, sorry, uh, mm. the speakers on on the stage. Um, and we will have a spare microphone that can be utilised to go around to the audience. So if, yeah. if you know, um, if uh, if the speakers, if the audience wish to ask the speaker a question, uh, they're more than welcome to um, for any of them. Mm. Um, on the Saturday, we have um, the Rode UK specialist, Tom Lewis, who uh, he's an audio specialist. Um, I think he's uh, quite renowned within the Rode industry in, in terms of microphones. Um, Antonio Pisani, um, uh, hopefully I've said that right. Uh, he is a Rico ambassador. He is street photography and like contemporary photography. Okay. Um, we have Mark Aspland, who is a Canon ambassador um these are all on the saturday um mm -hmm. he is a sports photographer uh, for oh, canon cool. um, and some of his work is very very impressive as well he's captured yeah. some amazing sporting moments um alice greenfield uh, she is a sony imaging creator um she's going to give an, uh, an amazing talk on hybrid filmmaking and photography um and creating content for social media you know mm. we know how important that is these days um, yeah. to be able to uh, captivate our audience through socials mm -hmm. absolutely but also, but also being that hybrid person as well yeah yeah there's often a discussion on our show actually about social media and the things you've got to do so yeah any tips for anyone because it's always changing isn't it? algorithms are changing and all this kind of stuff so again yeah, yeah that, that'd be really interesting you have to be a person of many talents these days I can't just <laughs> you certainly do, do. <laughs> you certainly do <laughs> Um, and then last but not least, uh, sorry, uh, two more, actually. Um, we have Martin Parr joining us, um, oh, giving wow. us an exclusive um, 50th year anniversary talk um, on his work um, and then also his legacy that in which he has created. Mm. Um, so we're very, very privileged to have Martin join us. Yes. Um, we also then have um, Philip Bloom uh, joining mm -hmm. us at the end of the show. Um there is a nice surprise coming from Philip. Um, ah. I'm not going to give too much away. Uh, there's going to be an exclusive on be, our show. <laughs> yeah. There is going to be an exclusive product launch at our show. Ooh, okay. Um, in collaboration with uh, one of the manufacturers, um, and it is strictly exclusive to our show. So we've tried to end our show on a little bit of a bang this year. Yeah. Um, so that, that's, uh, that's a fun one to keep an eye out for um, and stick well, around treat. for. 
Um, there will be an opportunity as well for, I, I'm not going to say how many, but the, maybe two, if not three of the products will be given away um, to attendees. Wow. Is it the, the, uh, the, the surprise products you're talking about? Yes. Here, yeah. 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 Um, so we're also giving away, you know, uh, our prize as well, which is a Canon R7 to one lucky attendee. It's a portrait kit, so you get tripods, bag, um, two lenses, memory card, um, mm. just an entire kit just to get somebody started. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the R7 is a good little camera, so uh, yeah. Amazing little camera. Yeah, um, yeah. And it could really, really help somebody, you know. Um, it is drawn at complete, uh, it's a complete random draw. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to just go to one lucky attendee. Um, but for every day that you enter, you get basically entered into the raffle. So if you attend yeah. three days, you get three entries. Oh, if wow. you attend once, you only you get one. Get the once. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. Um, that sounds amazing. And I am really excited to know what this product is. Uh, don't worry, I'm not going <laughs> to try and put my investigative journalism hat on or anything like that because I don't have one, basically. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, really, really interested to know what that is. So, um, so yeah, if if you're gonna go, guys, I mean, Saturday is obviously a big one, especially with seeing Martin Parr as well, which will be a, fan- Correct, that's a yeah. fantastic end to the show. Um, so, I mean, you've already sort of answered some of this, but I was wondering, you know, what else should we expect? I'm guessing we got the the the, the usual suspects when it comes to exhibitors. Um, I saw Canon and Nikon and Sony are there. Um, yeah, Nick, Nikon are actually joining us this year, which is yes. very, very nice. And people will be able to get um, hands-on with the Z8. Um, so if wow. you've not okay. seen that yet um, and you want to see what the camera is about and what it can do, um, this is a great opportunity uh, to be able to come down and, and have a little tryout with the products. Excellent stuff. Um, Anything yeah, else to look out for? We've got some printing companies on board this year. We've got Loxley, uh, Loxley Colour. Um, yep. We've got Graphy Studios. Um, our stage is going to be a bit bigger this year uh, to allow for more people because mm-hmm. let's be honest uh, we filled a lot of the seats last year with uh, some of the great speakers that we had yeah. um, there is also going to be three creative zones okay, Ooh, okay. Um, so there is workshops running throughout the entire show um, from um, format high-tech ambassadors um, giving a, diff- a variety of workshops on Creative Zone uh, 1, you'll have uh, Yolanda offering her workshop. Unfortunately, it is sold out now. So, uh, so you've people, people snoozed, you've lost already. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Um, but on Creative Zone Zones 2 and 3, uh, Sam Nash um, and a couple of other people will be also be giving uh, workshops. But these are Creative Zones that people can go and utilise. Um, we have um, joined up with South Wales Creatives. Uh, which is a local uh, modeling community and creative community. Um, and there's going to be models uh, that can be photographed at, at, at yeah. these areas. Um, there's going to be a, a portrait setup basically in one, a full body sh- setup in the other, and a full body setup in, uh, in the others as well. Mm. Um, with lighting, um, thanks to Rotolite uh, for sorting that one out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it basically is a little studio setup with models and it's just for creative uh, play uh, yeah. you can you can utilize these you don't have to book in obviously when the workshops are happening in, in these creative zones if you haven't really booked in you'll just have to come back to it but yeah. you know the, the workshops are an hour so you're not going to have to wait around for a long time ah that's cool okay 
Oh, that's that's great. They're having that interaction there. Well, well again, photography is very much a hands-on industry, isn't it? You know, you, 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 it's not something, you know, you just sit and listen to. I guess the best way to, I've always thought when it comes to shooting or whatever is, you know, get your hands on a camera, get in there and do it because that's the best way of learning, I've always felt. Um, well, this is it. We want to offer somebody a creative opportunity at the mm. event um it's not just uh, to come in and have a look at the cameras and listen to the talks you know uh, be inspired by the talks by all yeah, means but absolutely. having an opportunity to uh, create a, an event is quite um quite important for us um you know there's there's different elements to photography um and being creative and playful um in the medium is definitely important Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Well, um, guys, you really need to get down to this show. It sounds like it's going to be a good one. Um, it's the second show and I reckon the second show of many more to come. Um, so if they Definitely. want to, if people want to get tickets, want to book for the workshops um, or, or just to, to, to get entrance to the show, um, how do they go about that? OK, so they can go over to www.waleswestphoto.com. Um, there's a link straight away on the homepage for the tickets that will take you over to the Eventbrite uh, where we've managed the tickets um, on the website and the Eventbrite event bright page there is links for all of the workshops there's a list of all the speakers the schedule who's on what day um, and the exhibitors are on our homepage on our website as well oh fantastic and I'm assuming you've got the usual socials going as well Facebook page and all that for Correct, the Wales, yeah. Wales and West Photography Show excellent yeah. and uh, you mentioned where it was uh, just remind us again where it is and and it's it's off the uh, M4, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. So International Convention Centre Wales. It is the new eighty million pound structure that they've built nice. next to the Celtic Manor. Uh, a beautiful resort uh, as well as conference centre. Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to be, you know, it, 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 we had an amazing time last year at this venue, and we decided that we're not going to change it. We're going to keep to the same place. Yeah. Um, opportunity to grab some food there a uh, great walk around if you want to have a little walk around the resort as well uh, people are welcome to do that um yeah there's 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 loads to do excellent stuff well harry it sounds like you know you've got your hands full at the moment uh, thank you ever so much for taking the time um to have a chat with us today and uh, i wish you all the best uh, for the show hopefully we'll be able to bump into you when we come down on friday and i'm sure um, you'll see me there excellent stuff and uh, yeah th thanks again thank you very much mark appreciate it it's been a pleasure tell you what now i'm really looking forward to going to uh, to see this show it looks like it's quite innovative and uh, quite creative too um lot, lots lots going on i'm really excited to hear about what what this in sort of surprise product launch is all about um fortunately i'm not going to be there on saturday so um yeah we, we're gonna have to find out some other way um hopefully harry will let us know um but yeah um so uh, do do try and make it down. If you are free that weekend, um, it's definitely worth checking out. The tickets are free, by the way. Um, he, <laughs> Harry did ask me to stress that after the interview. Uh, they are free. It's not going to cost you to go to the show unless you buy some kit, of course. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the, the, the show in itself is actually free. So even if it's just for a day out, if you're a photography enthusiast or part of the industry, um, yeah, definitely worth checking out this show. Um, it, it's great because, um, you know, that, that's, well, I say it's great that there's there's no photo uh, photo show and video show this year because of um, them changing their, their monthly dates. So, of course, they're going to be back earlier next year. Um, so I think this will this will definitely satisfy any fix for a photography trade show. 
I think there's lots going on. I think, you know, it's quite innovative by the sound of it. I'm really looking forward to checking it out, um, seeing how different it is to the photo show and uh, and obviously the, uh, the, the society show that we've been to. Um, so, yeah, definitely, definitely check it out. One more thing I just want to close on. Um, so uh, just the final thing. We're not, we're not going to talk about this too much, but and I'm sure you listeners know uh, we are both me and Cam do do like our football. Um, I am a Reading fan. Um, come on you ours and cam is a liverpool fan come on you reds i guess um and uh, i just want to say just a couple of things uh because obviously this is bank holiday uh monday uh 29th of may um over the weekend um jeff stelling did his last um show on gillette soccer saturday and i've watched jeff for about 20 years hmm. um and i know this is not photography as such but you know think about it this is a thing where you blokes go together in a room or whatever have a few beers and watch someone read out football scores i mean that's <laughs> essentially what this is but they did it in this very compelling way uh, obviously there's a lot of producing going on and, and obviously the camera angles and the vidi printer and all those kind of things um you know, they may they make it uh, very much something that you just want to keep watching, you know, um, it, they, they, they get you involved. And Jeff Stelling was a big part of that. He he was obviously a, he was a Hartlepool fan and Hartlepool are not exactly the best team. So he wore his heart on his sleeve with Hartlepool. Um, I felt that, you know, he, he, he did some very, very bad sort of cheesy gags, which were just hilarious in some ways the banter he has the the two and four but the biggest thing that i always thought with jeff and it's just the control that he had all these things are going on i mean he is reading the scores from several different leagues and you've got the premier league non all the way down to non-league you know i mean back in the days it was the Vauxhall conference south you know what i mean he had all of them and when they came up he would read them all out there were goals being shouted by his fellow pundits and he just kept it all in control and it, it was just, he was the order of the chaos. I mean, when you've got someone like Chris Kamara out and about and you've got to go to him, you've got to be able to control him, right? Um, so I, I know this isn't really photography, but it is broadcasting. And what Sky did with Gillette Soccer Saturday was kind of revolutionary, in my opinion. Um, I don't think, I mean, I know the BBC have tried to do it with final score, but it's just not the same. Um, so... I just want to say congratulations, Jeff. 30 years you did it in total. 20 of those years I've watched. Um, and just uh, enjoy your retirement. Well done, Jeff. Yeah, here. we started with a, a, a feel-good story with uh, giving a shout-out to the Gadget Bag for really good service and everything. And we finish on something that's really positive. I've always yeah. been a huge fan as well. You've said it all, Mark. Um, and uh, so, yeah, and uh, great way to finish the show on something positive. So I just want to say thank you always, uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you enjoy the show, uh, make sure you continue to support us. Please do subscribe to our new YouTube channel. That's really important. We really need to get people onto yeah. our YouTube channel. Breaking and news. We have a YouTube channel, everybody. Subscribe. <laughs> we will be video soon, but uh, at the moment you can listen to us on YouTube. That's really good for us, um, that, that, which is great. And you can also follow us, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok as well, um, all of which will be linked in the show notes. Uh, but please 
also we really could ask you uh if you don't mind is to leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast apps uh, such as spotify and apple podcast you know that this we always say you, you know the listeners are the lifeblood of the show and if you enjoy listening to us then then we need we need you guys to support us and then we'll be here to support you guys so with all that said we will catch up here at the bar again in two weeks time and uh we look forward to it absolutely bye for now guys